Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing Mother's Day and Maya Angelou's letter to my daughter. Mother's Day is lovely for many and hard for many for many reasons. I have been no contact with my mother since my early 20s, a full 20 years only seeing her in court proceedings to put my dad in prison. If this day is bittersweet or fully bitter for whatever reasons, I want you to know that your relationship to this pain can and will change over time. Today, this day, this holiday, Mother's Day, genuinely, it is a completely neutral day for me. And I didn't think that was possible when I was younger. It was a day that used to tear me up. At a point, I was torn up around Mother's Day because my relationship with my mother was so toxic. If you are new to the show, welcome, welcome. And you will learn about me as I do believe it is my calling to use my professional and personal experience to help people grow their emotional intelligence and resiliency to heal and bring in more joy and peace than maybe we've ever known. I want that for you as much as I want you to know that it's possible for you to heal. And I know it not because I've studied it. I've got a psychology degree. I've got a counseling master's degree. I've been a psychotherapist for 17 years. It's because I've done it. And I've helped other clients do the healing that they need to do to get to the peace that we so very much deserve. It's our birthright. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. The first five years were the hardest around Mother's Day for me. Those first five years after going no contact, after estrangement, it was like every Mother's Day came and ripped off the scabs of my grief. And that felt like a cruel and unusual punishment, but it's actually an opportunity. With that scab ripped off, 
It's an opportunity to clean out that old, deep wound so that it can really, truly heal. We grieve anything and anyone we lose, y'all. Even when it's exactly the right move and we have total clarity, we don't always get that when we lose people or if we walk away or if we make a major change in our life that changes our dynamics, changes our support system. But even when we decide, okay, this is right for me, I, I need to do this, we still grieve. We do this if we go no contact. We do this if we get a divorce. Sometimes I have young people that are shocked to be both excited about going to college and puzzled that they can be excited about going to the next level, but in grief about leaving high school. We really, truly grieve what's lost. For me, I didn't just grieve the mother that I had. I had to grieve the ideal mother. We grieve the ideal And around mother trauma, mother wounds, that Mother's Day marketing, ooh, it is a doozy of idealism. So I had to grieve the mother that I was given in this life. And I had to grieve the mother that I would never, ever, ever get in this life. That ideal mother. In this moment for this episode, this little piece might sound overly simplified. But what has healed me is becoming my own mother for my inner child. If you're new to inner child work, this might sound weird or overly simplified or woo-woo. Keep listening. I will make more sense of the inner child as our inner psyche and our adult relationship to that part as a healing tool, as a healing strategy. But becoming my own mother for my inner psyche, for my inner child is a big part of what has helped me heal around my own mother wounds. I don't have to be a perfect mother for myself. Perfect is not part of it. But I am embodying an ideal mother for myself, to myself, for myself, with myself. The way that I do that, which is reparative for my own psyche, for my own body, for my own peace, for my own sanity, for my own growth and development, for my own security, is that when I make a mistake, I am committed to, and I know how from the work that I've done emotionally, to stop, to acknowledge that mistake to my inner child, to myself, to apologize to myself for whatever that mistake is, and to course correct. None of us have ever needed perfect parenting. We've just needed personal responsibility, kindness, and a humbling ownership of imperfection. Apology and repair in our parenting, that's what most of us have yearned for, even if we've never put that down on paper or into words like I just did. Those of you who are healing and trying to be perfect and terrified that you're going to traumatize your kids because you snapped or you yelled or you had a bad day. Your child doesn't need you to be perfect. And over time, when we are on a healing journey, we do. It is almost impossible not to if you walk a healing journey. You will find more personal responsibility, more kindness, more empathy for yourself and others, and that humbling ownership of our own imperfection, our willingness, even when it's messy, to have apology and repair, 
in our relationships and then in our parenting, if we're a parent, that's the good stuff, y'all. That's the healing stuff. That's the growth stuff. That's the anti-traumatizing stuff. And we grow into it. We can. By years six to eight after my estrangement, I started to notice a lessening. I still felt an annoyance. I felt an aggravation. I felt an irritation, a hard heaviness at the Mother's Day billboards and the commercials I would catch. And if I ate out at a restaurant on Mother's Day and saw daughters and mothers and grandmothers in Mother's Day gift exchanging, smiling, functional family glory, or at least that was the assumption my pain liked to make if I saw that scene played out in front of me. But the scab wasn't fully ripping off. It's like the scab was holding, the healing was holding. By about year 10, Mother's Day just became a day, another day on the calendar, another Saturday. The more I grew into my own mothering to reparent and soothe, to hear and see myself, two of the most common triggers for highly sensitive people and trauma survivors, not being heard or not being seen. So doing this work to hear and see myself the more whole, the more solid, the more adult I felt. And then I started to feel free, freer, truly free. Life is never really done with giving us lessons. And we can either fight that or we can surrender and learn them as swiftly as we can. But once I was easy peasy around Mother's Day, I made the decision to not have children at the age of 35. And I was someone that most people from my childhood and my young adulthood expected me to have a lot of kids. I expected me to have a lot of kids. I love children. I love babies. And I very much believe I would have been a really great mother because I've been a lifelong mother goose. I have a lot of maternal energy. Kids really flock to me. I mean, someone would call CPS nowadays, but I used to take 12 little kids to the beach when I was barely 12 years old and nobody drowned and everybody was taken care of. And I loved that role. I was a natural at it. I'd often babysit four and six and eight kids and handle it all and really love that role. And I wanted them. I wanted children. I very much wanted to become a mother. I fantasized about it. I have read all of Ina May's midwifery books and home birth delivery books. I thought I could envision the births that I was going to have. And yet still, my life brought me to a place where I decided and realized that I wanted to go another way, that another life was calling me. And it felt intuitively right to me, even though it wasn't that vision that I had held for 35 years of my life. I had to grieve Mother's Day in a whole new way and realize the Mother's Days with my stepdaughter during my first marriage were all the Mother's Days I was going to get. I'll be 43 this summer, and I'm truly at peace. Mother's Day is just a day when we process our pain. And this is true even if you don't know how to process your pain right now. Just know that when we process our pain, we really do get to the other side. And the other side feels like 
and exhale. It feels like a cool breeze in the summer, a lightening up that brings a spring to the step and ease a flow. It's powerful for our inner psyche, our inner child, to see us get to the other side of our pain. We call this resiliency, and life requires it if we are to live a good life. Hi, everyone. It's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Gene Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money... You own your life. If Mother's Day or any holiday rips off emotional scabs, I want to offer you the option of choosing to clean out that wound just a little bit more, trusting that it will heal. When it's all said and done, it'll heal. Even the scarring can lighten over time till it's so faint We wonder if it was ever that deep wound in the first place. And this is glorious. Please do not let doubt, fatigue, and the critical voice dance around together and lead you to desperation, to suicidal ideation, to stories of unfixable brokenness. You can heal. You are healing. More healing is available. How do I know without knowing you personally? If you aren't yet on the other side of your pain, more healing is available. And yes, yes, I know you've tried all the things you've known to do. That's why I'm on this mic. That's why I'm doing this show. There's more. There's always more to do if we're not through our pain. And it's okay to be mad at having to do more healing right now. It really is okay to just be where you are while holding the grounded reality And space for yourself that more healing is possible, it's available, and you're willing to do it all in due time. No rush, no pressure, just openness and availability to that possibility. Now, those of you who are new to the show, you might not know yet that I am a highly sensitive person. I am an empath. And for me, that means I am a crier, y'all. It is always right there under the surface. A beautiful sunset can make me cry, a baby's smile, feeling connection. And likely I'm going to tear up on this next part. When I need a mother outside of myself, I often call in Miss Maya Angelou. She's the great poet, the great speaker, the great author, powerhouse of a woman. I visualize her standing behind me with her hand on my left shoulder, a pillar of motherly strength and support. I take my right hand and place it over her hand on my left shoulder, and I breathe. I practice feeling her presence 
having my back. I invite you to visualize with me. Maybe Miss Maya Angelou, maybe someone who fits that space for you in real life. And I know it, those of you who have been listening for a while, I get Mother's Day messages every year from people I've helped on their healing journey. If you need or want it to be me, I am happy, proud, and guess what? Always available if you call me into your mind, into your energy, into your awareness to stand behind and with you, hand on your shoulder, strong, supportive, safe, healthy, feminine energy passing through us as if we are channeling it from all the female ancestors we have ever come from. Take a deep breath into that support. There's a permission, there's an allowance to allow yourself to practice the feeling of being supported. And for some of you out there listening, I know it's a foreign feeling. Don't let that inner adolescent roll his or her eyes and deny yourself something that would be good for you. Tap that wise woman, that wise man in that you're growing and let that wise part of yourself make the decisions. I want to read the foreword from the book Letter to My Daughter by the great Miss Maya Angelou, my spiritual mama. It's the very first page. It is not even numbered. Letter to My Daughter. Dear daughter, this letter has taken an extraordinary time getting itself together. I have all along known that I wanted to tell you directly of some lessons I have learned and under what conditions I have learned them. My life has been long and believing that life loves the liver of it. I have dared to try many things, sometimes trembling, but daring still. I have only included here events and lessons which I have found useful. I have not told how I have used the solutions knowing that you are intelligent and creative and resourceful and you will use them as you see fit. You will find in this book accounts of growing up, unexpected emergencies, a few poems, some light stories to make you laugh and some to make you meditate. There have been people in my life who meant me well, taught me valuable lessons, and others who have meant me ill and have given me ample notification that my world is not meant to be all peaches and cream. I have made many mistakes, and no doubt will make more before I die. When I have seen pain, when I have found that my ineptness has caused displeasure, I have learned to accept my responsibility and to forgive myself first than to apologize to anyone injured by my misreckoning. Since I cannot unlive history and repentance is all I can offer God, I have hopes that my sincere apologies were accepted. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Do not complain. Make every effort to change things you do not like. If you cannot make a change, change the way you have been thinking. You might find a new solution. Never whine. Whining lets a brute know that a victim is in the neighborhood. 
Be certain that you do not die without having done something wonderful for humanity. I gave birth to one child, a son, but I have thousands of daughters. You are black and white, Jewish and Muslim, Asian, Spanish-speaking, Native American, and Alut. You are fat and thin and pretty and plain, gay and straight, educated and unlettered, and I am speaking to all of you. Here is my offering to you. Happy Mother's Day, wherever you are with that day. As comments come in from my Emotional Strength Training 30 Days to Peace course that we launched last month, it's warming my heart. If you need to practice peace, come join that course. Peace is available to you. It's a muscle. It's something that we can practice. And when we've had a lot of stress, it's like our stress muscles are a big, giant bodybuilder's upper body. And our peace muscles are little bitty scrawny legs. We can put down the weights that flex our stress muscles. We don't need those muscles any bigger. And we can shift to practicing peace, to strength training for peace. Use code BADASS to get a discount and Patreon people get your bigger discount. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. And I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Bye-bye. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment.